and, uh, and we're grateful for it, Steve. Bless your heart. Amen. Good morning, church. As you will tell, my voice is at its end. This is the last message that I will be preaching for four weeks. Not forever, Graham, it's all right. But my, we will give my voice a little bit of a rest. I just want to uh, share with you this morning one thing that I was sharing with Chris and, um, at the beginning of the service. And, uh, and that is that um, I feel deeply convicted that Christmas Day is a day where we come and we worship the King of Kings. It's a time where we come and spend time with Jesus. It's not a time of, of religiosity. We're not coming here to go through the motions. If we were here to come through the motions, um, then there's no point in being here. Yeah? But we're here to worship God because he's worthy of praise. Amen? And what I love about in the midst of all of this is that Chris and I, we, we didn't really talk about this morning's preparation. But even in Chris's preparation and lead up to this morning, he has, has paved the way for this morning's message. Because this morning's message is called the greatest gift of them all. Amen. I wonder how many of you have opened presents up this morning already. Yeah? Who's, been, who's, who's gone for it? Oh, Lydia's there. 5 a.m.? Five, five <laughs> oh, dear. That's, that's going for it. How about the Oliver family? Did you get up early? Nine o'clock. That's good going, guys. Well done. Well done. Well done. I wonder what, what, what's, the, what's the Christmas present you remember the most and why. Just have a think about that for a second. For me, it's Lego. You know, every Christmas I would get Lego. How many people got Lego? I used to love it. And my brother, my brother who is now in his 30s, is a Lego enthusiast and still loves to build Lego. And I, I know later today he's going to have all of his nephews um, asking, asking them to build Lego because there will be plenty of Lego in the house, in our family's house later. I remember my mum spending hours helping me build this Lego though. And whichever new Lego I got, she never failed to spend time and sit with me and build that Lego. The reason why I remember it is because of the hours and hours of fun I had, but most of all, the time that I got to spend with my mum. Today, I want to talk about the greatest gift of them all. Oh, sorry, my, fa my wider family is trying to... Um, FaceTime me in the middle of a service. <laughs> it's great, isn't it? You can't write it. I love them to bits. They all know that I'm a pastor, and they still think, we're going we're gonna to FaceTime <laughs> as a family chat. That's awesome. Right, we're reading from Matthew 1, 18 to 23. You know, I love what Andy said last night. He said, we're restored church, and, and he said, we're restored church, but we're a group of people that make mistakes. Yeah, mistakes happen, but we can keep going on, and we can keep we, we we can press on, and we're forgiven because we serve a mighty, mighty God. 
It says from verse 18, this is how the birth of Jesus, the Messiah, came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph, but before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what has been conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will, the virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. Our focus this morning is God with us. Quoting Isaiah 7, Matthew is wanting us to understand a few things about Jesus. That Jesus was God in flesh, and therefore literally God with us. The point being that Jesus did not need to bear the name Emmanuel, but he was Emmanuel. Do we understand that, church? Jesus, Jesus wasn't just bearing the name, he wasn't just given the name, he was literally Emmanuel, God with us. He, 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 he was the f- Messiah and the fulfillment of what the prophet Isaiah had spoken. And Chris read those words as well. This is what I love about the Holy Spirit. You see, the greatest gift of all is God with us in its simplest. Our sins, our sins made it possible for us to come. Jesus taking our sins away, sorry, made it possible for, it, for us to come to him. God took the outrageous step of coming to us, making himself open to pain and sorrow, familiar temptation, vulnerability to sin, in order to cancel its hold on us. What an amazing thought that a savior came into this world and was open to all that we are open to, but chose not to fall down that line. In 1 John 4, we read these words in verse 9. This is how God showed his love among us, that he sent his one and only son into this world, that we may live through him. This Christmas, we get to live through Jesus Christ. How amazing is that? There is no greater gift that could be given to us than God with us. This isn't God coming along for the ride of your life. But rather, when we truly grasp the revelation of God with us, we live our lives in full purpose, full direction, and full freedom. So God with us. Three quick thoughts for us this morning. God with us is our strength. I wonder what is your foundation this Christmas? My brother-in-law, he is a builder, he's a stonemason. And uh, he takes the time to build a good foundation. 
And one thing I always know is that he, he's talked to me about many times as a stonemason is that first stone that is laid, the cornerstone. Because the cornerstone directs the whole building. And without that good foundation, you cannot build on anything of strength. And the Bible talks about that Jesus is our cornerstone. But it also talks about that the wise man built his house upon the rock. And we all know that story, don't we? One house stood whilst the other withered and washed away with the rain. In 1 Peter 2 verse 6 it says, See, I lay a stone in Zion, a chosen and precious cornerstone, and the one who trusts in him will never be put to shame. Wow. We have a cornerstone. Thank you, Jesus. Whatever challenge, whatever battle we face in life today, if our foundation is strong, nothing will move. Amen? Do we believe that, church, this morning? You see, when we're stood on a solid foundation, nothing will move. God is our strength. Whatever the challenge, whatever the battle, God is with us. How big is the foundation in your life, the God foundation in your life today, this Christmas? Maybe today you need to be reminded of the strength of God, that God with us is your strength. God is your foundation. Place your hope afresh in him. God with us is our hope assured. John 1.14 says these words, the word became flesh and made its dwelling among us. And we have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only Son, who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. You see, I don't know about you, but I've tried putting my hope in the world. And it's let me down. But the minute I put my hope in God, I know it's unmovable. It's unshakable. It will never shift or change. And Jesus came into this world. God came to live with us. God with us came to live with us so that we knew that hope was assured. See, we created distance, but he drew near to us. Come on. We placed distance, but God came and he drew near to us. When all else was lost, he came and found us. We all know about the lost sheep. I was lost, I was once lost, but now I am found. Amen? Is that not our testimony this morning? God with us is our hope assured. My final point is this, that God with us is our comfort. We heard those wonderful words from Isaiah 9. The prophet Isaiah once again foretells of the Messiah for unto us. A child is born. Unto us a son is given. What a gift. And the government will be on his shoulders. And he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father and Prince of Peace. You know, this, this morning, this Christmas morning, my prayer, I put out a, a short 
encouragement on social media, and I use, I, I use this, this verse, and my prayer for us as a house, as a city, is that our city and everyone in it knows these words and the characteristics of Jesus this Christmas. And I pray that you leave this place today, and as you go and spend time with family and friends, that you know that Jesus is your wonderful counselor. He's the one who you can turn to when you need time of wisdom. He is a mighty God who makes a way where there is no way. I want you to know this year we have seen miracle after miracle in this house. And I praise God this Christmas for what he has done because he's made a way where there is no way. He's an everlasting father. Do you know what? We live in a world where people are not being fathered anymore. They've got no mother and father. They have got a mother and father, but they, they don't understand. They've not, never been parented properly. But we have an everlasting father whose love is unconditional. It never ends, and it goes from generation to generation. I love it that in this church we have generational people that have known the love of God. Right here in this house today, we have families, mums and dads, daughters and sons sat in here because they know the love of God. And we pray over the prodigals. We pray over those that still need to know Jesus, that they know the love of God afresh. Amen. And I wonder this morning whether you need to know most of all these words that he is the prince of peace over your life. In a world that is full of chaos, in a world that tells us how we have to look, how we have to perform, how we have to be, I hope and I pray that you know that there is a God who brings peace into your life today. Whatever worry you are facing, may it, whether it's financial difficulty, whether it's, whether it's health, I truly pray that you know the Prince of Peace over your life today. The last thing is this, that God with us is our salvation. Wow. Luke 19 verse 10 says this, For the, man, the Son of Man came to seek and save the lost. Jesus today, God with us, the greatest gift of all, came so that we will know salvation. And that we will know a loving God that never leaves us, never forsakes us. And makes a way for us to have a relationship with him. Amen. As I close, I just want us to think about that first Christmas. See, on that first Christmas, there was no neatly wrapped presents under the tree. There was no decorations or cards. Only a baby lying in a manger. On that first Christmas, an angel said, I bring you good news. That will bring great joy to you all. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, 
has been born. The creator of the universe, the one who put the stars in the sky. He is laying aside his privileges and he took the form of a servant. And the Bible says he became nothing so that we may have something. Wow. When we are in darkness, he becomes the light, and he is the light. When we are our father in him, he comes and he draws near to us. When we're desperate, he comes and he saves us. Today, we have an opportunity to receive the most wonderful gift afresh, Jesus, God with us. Just as I close, I, I just pray, I would just want to pray with us if that's okay. And uh, if we can have every eye closed, we're just going to pray. And this Christmas, we have an opportunity to invite Jesus into our lives afresh. Come on. Doesn't matter how old, how many years we've been following Jesus, what an opportunity we have to say, Jesus, come and live in my life afresh this morning. Lord, I pray for every person in this house today that they will know your presence afresh. Today, we, we invite you into our lives afresh and we say, Lord, come and live in us afresh. Come and live among us afresh, Lord God. We thank you for the gift of your life. And we say, Lord God, we choose to follow you afresh. As we prepare ourselves to celebrate your birthday today, we also look to 2024 and we say, Lord God, come and do what you want to do in our lives for this year, coming year, Lord God. Lord, we look to the, the year bef behind us as well and we say, thank you, Lord, for what you have done in our lives. And Lord God, whether it's been hard or tough, we say, Lord, thank you for stretching us. Thank you for being with us. Thank you for holding my head above water. Thank you for holding my arms up high. And Lord, thank you for walking with me. But I also choose to praise you. I choose to worship you today and lift up your name because you are worthy of praise. Lord, we adore you. And we say thank you for your, your perfect gift, Jesus, on this day. Amen. 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 Bless you guys. We pray that you have a wonderful Christmas. We are finishing slightly early, and that's a good thing. Don't worry. But here's the thing. As you go and spend time with family or whatever you're doing today, don't forget the greatest gift of them all. Yeah? God bless you. Have a wonderful day together. And we just pray God's blessing over your lives for 2024. And uh, look forward to seeing you next Sunday at our New Year's Eve service. And don't forget to book in for the New Year's Eve party if you're coming. God bless you guys.